0: Simon Murray, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. They say that you are an adventurer, an entrepreneur, you sit on many boards of global companies, you're a leading businessman and we're talking about leadership but you warned the MBA students listening to you that 85% of the world is bored Why did you give that warning?
1: I don't think I meant that they were necessarily bored. I really was trying to say that 85% or 80% of the world, it doesn't really matter, are doing something that they don't like doing. And they're doing it because they get paid to do it and they like Friday and they hate Monday. We know that. You've only got to walk down the street, down the high street, and see people going to work in it. Now, all I'm saying is that they, these guys have the best education in the world. They should not be in the 80% who are bored. They should be in the 20% who are either leaders but should definitely be doing something that they like doing and they do it well.
0: And that's very much your philosophy of leadership here today. Do what you like, how you want to do it. <laughs>
1: It's not, I don't think it's always quite as straightforward. Sometimes you do have to do things the way that um, is as acceptable. You cannot always be a rebel. But I do emphasize that I think people should in life try very hard to focus on doing rather than what they want to be all the time. I mean, when I was young, I wanted to be an engine driver. But actually, it's what you do that matters. Great phrase from Buddha, you are what you have done. And what you do now is what you will become. So what you do in life is what matters. And you will be good at it if you like doing it. If you're doing something you don't like doing, you will not be good at it and you waste your life.
0: Now, now you joined the French Foreign Legion uh, to escape a tragic love affair. You came back a few years later and managed to, to marry that woman. And you've stayed married for 44 years. Um, you... you... Took a, a ship, a boat ride, uh, you peeled potatoes, you traveled the world after an initial rejection. And all of that love of life was stimulated by books.
1: Well, I think I was a, We didn't have television when I was a boy, so we read a lot. And my books, I loved history, I loved uh, English, English literature, I read all the Victorian novelists, I read all about the. the the explorers of the world, Burton and Speed, going down the Nile, looking for the source of the Nile. People who climbed Everest, people who went to South Pole like Scott and Shackleton. And we were driven by those sort of heroes, and we wanted to be like them. Those are the mentors. Today, it's Beckham and Michael Jackson, just different sort of, um, and it's television and the Internet. Different times, different things. But those people, those mentors, those people that we wanted to emulate, they, they were the people who spurred me on to get off the path.
0: And that's what I'm very much getting at in this interview. Do you think we can have leaders of the future that have such brave hearts? You mentioned that Nelson story, looking through a telescope and and sort of seeing no danger when clearly others could see that danger. But but do you perhaps fear later in life that leaders won't have brave hearts?
1: I didn't actually mean that uh, they should have no fear. Uh, Fear is a very good discipline. Uh, and I was talking about courage, as I said, not of the constitutional kind. I'm talking about the courage to stand up and say what you believe, what is right. I'm not talking about grabbing a gun and running into the into the opposition, shooting everybody. Uh, it's that ability to defend what is right, and our leaders need much more than courage. They need vision. They need common sense. There's a great shortage of common sense amongst our leaders. We, we have leaders who are not serving the country they are serving themselves. Uh, it's a job. Um, that's what's so horrific about it today.
0: A little bit about your story now. Uh, you mentioned that, that you know reading has clearly influenced you, and Rousseau, the philosopher, uh, influenced you more than most uh, because you you believed in his terms of phrases, then later in life, you turned it on your head. Just tell us a little bit well, about well, that.
1: Well, it was really, I was hugely impressed. I'm talking about being 15 years old and I'm reading the opening line of Jean-Jacques Rousseau. I was reading about the French Revolution and I studied French history to a certain degree and enjoyed it and liked all that empire, the empire and Napoleon and all the stuff. And the opening line of the social contract was man is born free but everywhere he finds himself enchained. I thought that was a fantastic statement. But now I'm 70 years old, and with the benefit of hindsight, I don't believe it at all. I think it's the opposite. We are born in a box, if not a prison. That box, the circumstances of our birth, determine, to a huge extent, the path we will follow. If you were born in in, in Boston, your father's a multimillionaire. This is the path. You're going to prep school, you're going to go to Princeton, you're going to marry somebody in society, you're going to join the firm, you're going to become chairman of the board, you're going to retire, play golf, and die. And if you are born in a Caracas slum, this is the path. And if you're born in a village in Africa, and 75% of the village have got AIDS, this is the path you are on, and it's very difficult to get off the path. But whatever path you're born on, if you really want to find out how the world ticks and about yourself, you get off that path, you will find a little bit of space, maybe your own space, in that space you find yourself. When you find yourself, you will begin to understand the meaning of freedom of life and freedom of your soul.
0: And with that freedom and, and that self-understanding comes leadership as well. But but global values, and we're very much living in a global world and you lived in it almost before others did... Education, you said, is the most important gift you can give to others.
1: Education is from the Latin word educare, means to rear, to nurture, to bring up. Okay, so it's teaching you about values. It is not educare has nothing to do with learning French, Greek, arithmetic, or training for an investment banker. That's not what that's not what the Latin meaning was. It also contains the word ducary. Educari, dukare is a Greek word from which we get the word duke, which means to lead. Okay? So if you are 80% of the world, I always say follows and 20% leads. If you have the right education, if you've been brought up, you have a jolly good chance of being one of them, properly, you have a good chance of being one of them, with the right values, of being one of the leaders instead of one of the followers. And that's what education is about. That's what education... In in the old days in England, we we trained people at school because we wanted to send them out to Australia and Africa and be governors and all that sort of stuff. That's what the whole boarding school process was about. But we taught them discipline as well.
0: Do you then think... I'll come back to that question again. I'll persist with it. Do you then think that we can have the same kind of leaders of today that we had in yesteryear? Because you mentioned celebrity, for instance. They're being influenced by what people might think are mamby-pamby things?
1: Well, could we have the same leaders? Leaders come. Yes, they will come. Um, We have good leaders and bad leaders and strong leaders who are very often bad leaders. Leaders are judged by history after they have gone rather than when they are there. When they are there, they are very often regarded as heroes. And it's only afterwards one realizes what what disasters they have been. Hero, Hitler was a hero in Germany when he got everybody moving after the French had pressed them down so much after the First World War. Mao was a hero at one time. until 36 million people dead later, people changed their view on him and so on. So heroes and leaders are around in different formats. We can have leaders, but they have to be brave. They have to be... They have to be wise, they have to have vision, they must have good judgment and so on. We are smothered in political correctness. Our politicians have destroyed um, the leadership that, was, that used to come from politicians. I used to stand up when a minister came in a, in a room. I would call him sir. Today I would sneer.
0: 80% of the world follows, you say, and the key to leadership is to go where there is no path. That's a tough call, isn't no, no, it? No, I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> what I said is, we are all groupies. We come in different groups. Everybody wants to belong to a group. Big groups, religions are a big groups. Countries are big groups. Um, after the war in Europe we formed the collective. People gave up their nation state in order to be part of the European community. The group, they wanted a group. Groups come out of insecurity. Animals hunt in packs, they're insecure. Not because they need a pack to kill the, 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 the to, to kill a hare, but in case they get attacked while they're, on the, while they're on the job. So big groups, armies, small groups, football teams, schools, universities, and the smallest group is the family. In every group, there is a leader. That's what I'm saying. And 80% of the world follows and 20% um, uh, lead. It's pure mathematics.
0: And that lovely quote about the path and, and forming your own path.
1: Well, well that, that is really to tell them that if you want to really live and, and be in the 20% to lead, uh, it's not my quotation. I don't know whose quotation it is, but it is, do not follow where the path may lead, but go instead where there is no path, and leave a trail. That's the way forward.
0: Simon Murray, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. Adventurer, entrepreneur, leading businessman. I think we've had a lovely portrait of a life. Thank you very much. Thank you.